Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. This week's guest is Linda Sembrandt, a center back at Juventus FC and defender in the Swedish national team. She has represented several clubs in the Damalsvenskan, Montpellier in the French League and now Juventus in Serie A. Samrad has, just before another international break is coming up, earned 134 caps with Sweden and she has played in the Olympics, the European Championship and the World Cup. In this episode, she talks about her time at Juventus, how she trains to stay at the very top and what it is that makes her one of the best centre-backs in top-flight football. You are listening to Their Pitch and this is the Linda Sembrandt episode. Welcome to Their Pitch. We're here today with Swedish international Linda Sembrandt. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today? I'm fine, thank you. I'm happy to hear that. Linda, I I know how to pronounce your name, but I want you to pronounce it for those out there. Uh, my name, name is uh, Sembrandt. Now, also, when we start to say it, like also like the people say it here because they say it so differently, like in France or like here in Italy. So you should pronounce it like Sembrandt. But people in France, they're like Sembrandt. Or like in Italy, they go like uh, Sembrandt with the R. That's the problem. And then in England, it's like Sembrandt. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that one also. But we're, we're, we're going to swiftly move on to... We do have a quote from somebody who knows you very well. I'm going to read this and then you're going to guess. And there's a part of this where you might have to tell a story afterwards. Okay. But I will go ahead and you can, once I'm done, you can go ahead and guess. Uh, Linda is a player who has an incredible passing foot. She's also very smart and secure when it comes to positioning. A true leader to have around yourself and extremely dangerous when it comes to scoring goals. I have three hints and the last one could only be me. The first one is Leif and Billy. Second one is involuntary participation of Iron Man in Melbourne. And the last one is pizza, pasta. You have to say it like an Italian. Who do you think that is? <clears throat> I mean, directly when you say Leif and Bill, I'm thinking about Seger. Yeah. But when then you, when you start to talk about uh, pizza, pasta, I, start, I was starting to think about Olivia. Yeah. Uh, but what was the second in Melbourne something? It was the involuntary participation of Iron Man. No, but I remember. Did you do? No, but then it's Olivia. Yeah, it's 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 Olivia. Because that, that that brings me to Olivia with Melbourne. But I don't remember that one. And that's the one where she told me, she said, you have to get the story out of her, of the Iron Man in Melbourne. No, no but yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. No, we must be like on the day off when we were out. Um, 
we we rent these bikes, you know, electric bikes, and we went like far. We went to the to the sea, to the water, and uh, I mean, yeah, now I remember everything. <laughs> that was so funny. No, yeah, so we are we are we are going there like uh, along the beach, and we see this Iron Man is going on. And, uh, okay, the people start to come in to, with the bikes and to, to run the, the last, uh, the last part of the Ironman. But, uh, <clears throat> when we're going to turn and we're going to start to go back, uh, like some of the people is in front of us, like in our team also, they start to go out. I will like some, one of our leaders. And we just feel like, no, 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 not here. Like, and, but they can't go up. So everybody, we were like, maybe how many were, maybe six people. We get out on the road and we get in the middle of Ironman. We're on the road and and we were like screaming because we feel it's, if something is wrong. And I see Olivia and she's like, no, 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 no. She jumps off and she j- jumps up on the side. So she was like, I don't want to be a part of this. And we just start to scream like for the other ones in front of us, like three people, I think they were on the bike in our team. Like we were like, get off, get off. We're on the road. Like we're on the road. We're, <laughs> we're on the road. So, but they, they, they didn't understand. Like, but then it was like, we just like, wait, I get off. So we went off and then just like, you know, bikes just started to come and they were just like 200 meters after that, they finished the line, like the goal line on, on the, with the bikes. So we, yeah, we just came in and everything and just, yeah, we, we, we weren't in a way for people. So that was so good. Like no one was coming like with high speed and just like got into us. But yeah, that was a funny memory. It's, it sounds like a hilarious moment to just like be in that and the the slight little panic, maybe. Yeah, it was panic there because we were thinking, now, like, get out of here fast. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's funny that you said it, it, the first one you, it made you think of Siega because uh, what Olivia wrote was she said the first one could be, I think, Siega, Emma Barilund, and me. Yeah. And then the second one yeah. could only be me and Sofia Jakobsson. Yeah, exactly. Sophia was in there. Yeah, she was panicking. She was like, get off, get off. He was screaming like so high. <laughs> and then the third one, pizza pasta, was uh, officially only Olivia. Yeah, that was, she did well. That was good. Yeah. Because almost when you say Leif and Billy, I, start, I stopped to like almost listening because I was like, I got it, Sega. But yeah, yeah. good. Okay. But nice. Then she threw a curveball. Yeah, nice one. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Uh, Linda, we, we want to get to know you um, as, uh, as a football player and as a person as well. We're going to start with, let's just start with, you know, early days playing football because you did start your career in, in, in Sweden. Is where you grew up. How, how come you started playing football? And I remember as a kid, I was always outside. It was a lot of kids in the neighborhood. And like more or less every day, we were like 10 kids outside. We played football. We played, um, how to say, like land hockey. Like, I don't know how to say, but yeah, that. And we went like with inlines and played hockey. You know, so it was always like outside. And I think there, like my love to football started there. Uh, and And then when I was like, I think I was around seven. I went to my first practice. And since that day, 
it's just been so natural for me to play football. I've done other sports, but football was always like the strongest one, like the thing that like if I had to choose, it would be easy. Like, cause I did like figure skating for many, many years, like eight years, maybe. But, um, uh, but I always love to do a team sport. Do you think uh, figure skating has helped you at all with like your football and coordination? Cause I do know some people do ballet and stuff like that. Yeah. But I actually think like, uh, cause also when I got the situation with, with injuries, like my knee injury, um, I also like with, with exercise, I do the gym with my balance and coordination and all this. Uh, I think uh, a lot of these things like, um, started from, from the figure skating, like to, cause I mean, I did it for during seven, yeah, seven, eight years. I was doing it since I was four to 11, something like that. So I think for sure on during the, those years, I, I got really good on these things with balance and coordination and control my body and all that. And you then you ended up, you know, representing the Swedish national team. You still are part of the national team. How how was that the first time for you putting on putting on the jersey? It's the most amazing. Um I mean the first time is always special. I think the first time in everything you do when it's the first time it's it's amazing. And I I really remember um when, because I was at the job, I was working at that time, like, I don't know, I was around uh, 20. And uh, I was, I was doing half, half time work and half time playing at that moment. I mean, it's so much is happening, been happening to the football now. So it's different uh, a few years ago. Uh, and I remember the, the coach called me and said that uh, I, I was called up for the, for the camp. And the first time with the, with the first team of Sweden. So I remember I was standing there. I was like, oh, but I have to, I can come like in two weeks. I can, I can't be at work. Like I had to tell them that. Uh, and then to, uh, to do the first minutes, I remember, I think, I guess you have some maybe information there, but I guess, I think it's, I think it's on Cyprus. No. <laughs> No, you don't know. I can see that. You don't know. <laughs> and against England. And I remember yeah. I came in last that, 20 minutes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you said yes because you don't yeah. know. <laughs> you always put me on the spot. <laughs> always. It was the no, same it was during... Amazing. It was the same yeah, when we were in I mean, Spain with the national team and I and we were talking about the, the, the Italian scoring league who's been scoring the goals. You put me on the spot there as well. Fine, you need to be prepared, you know? <laughs> I know I need to be I need to be better prepared. <laughs> I just I just wanted to see if you remembered. Okay, yeah. And, and you've had, you know, obviously um a, a very long and successful career with the national team over 100 caps and I do know 17 goals because I did look that up before the 17 goals. Um but recently not too long ago 2021 you did miss the Olympics due to a knee injury. You've told the story many times. Perhaps maybe not in English for for the broader audience, but how was that time for you? Uh, it was a really, really tough time. Um, I mean, I hurt the knee. I mean, it's in May, so it's just a few months before the Olympics. And these Olympics, I really been like looking forward to and waiting for during two years because they also postponed it one year. Um, and to get that injury just before, so close, it was really, it was a really hard time. Uh, I can't deny that. And uh, also I knew what it was, this injury, because I'd done it before, like 10 years ago. And uh, I knew what was waiting. I knew how much effort 
was uh, like waiting if I wanted to get back on the pitch in a good shape, in a good, yeah, to get back in the high, on the highest level. Uh, so during those months, during the summer, you know, I was inside the whole summer actually, like working out two times a day and watch Olympics. Yeah. From the rehab center, it was really like hurting because I really wanted to be there. So it was a tough month. Um, but I learned a lot and, um, I mean, I came back and that was what I wanted. And I'm proud of what I did because it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it was a hard time and everybody that has this kind of injuries knows uh, what, what it is. Um, no, it was really heartbreaking, actually. How, how different was it? Because in 2009, you missed the Euros because of an injury. How different was this time compared to that time, would you say? I would say it was much, much worse this time. I I cannot even compare because it was like, uh, yeah, 100 times worse. Uh, I think like because of where I am in my career, um, like that time, uh, yeah, I was younger and I didn't, I didn't know what it was like everything was new and like now i knew like i will miss the olympics that will probably be my last olympics and i was so much other feelings like was uh, i put into it and uh yeah now it like gets a little bit like uh, just think about it but so that was one of the the thing like i knew what was on stake i knew what it what it was and to to go through it now in my career and also like i know that would have been my last olympics there is actually an Olympics coming up next year. Just want to put it out there. Yeah, time comes fast. Yeah, and also, yeah, that's true. Is it that because we post on that one, so it gets closer to next one. Yeah, um, but I, I must ask you: Did you ever, during this difficult time, did you ever doubt the fact that you were going to come back and be able to play on this high level? Was there ever that feeling? No. If if it only was like counted on me, or like how to say, like it was. It was everything on me, what I like do, I knew I would come back. Then if it's something like, okay, it doesn't work because of the surgery and this and this with the knee, but like I knew I would be able to do what I have to do and in a really good way to come back. Because I think that's one of my like strengths, like to be so disciplined, like have a big, big discipline, like since I was, since I was a kid, actually. Uh, so like, Every practice, I did it hundred percent, maybe more. Like I did everything. Like I didn't leave any like small detail. Um, like to how to say, I didn't leave any, anything out. Like I really did like everything. And I think because also I knew my body so much, so I could also help like our physios. Like I could also feel what I needed and what was good, what was working. So we really was like a team to get back. Like maybe it's the first time you don't know when you're young, you don't know. But at this moment I knew. Uh, so also that helped. So I was never like, like uh, if my body, if my need just responded well, uh, I was sure that I was going to get back. Yeah. And you did get back well in time before the Euros. There, there's a certain my, there's a certain game when I think of the Euros and with together with your name that just comes to mind. I think you know exactly which one. I'm I'm gonna say Belgium. And that that goal, you're smiling. People can't see that. But what was what was your feeling when you when you just saw the goal go in? No, but that moment, uh, yeah, when I see the ball goes in, it's just uh, 
I don't know how to describe it because I was so tired. I mean, it's just the last minute. And to just see the ball go goes in and, you know, this feeling inside of the body and everything has happened like last year. It was more or less like one year after my surgery of the knee. So that, I mean, that was just so amazing. I was so happy. Um, I mean, to squat on score every day and to do a goal like this, uh, and with the with the Swedish team that I love to be in, and um, with the people around me that I felt they were so happy for for me. Uh, so with all this history, like what's happened the year before, like it, it was just like the how to say it, like yeah, it was uh, incredible. Or was it reach top speed on the GPS as well, or? But for sure. I mean, I, you know, when I go up to the corner, I'm like, shit, my body's so tired now. Like my calves start to pull. Like, how again, I make it like two times 15 because probably we'll go to like to this. And, uh, no, when, uh, when I scored, and I mean, my, I didn't feel anything. I was just running, running, running. Like, so yeah, that's, uh, no, we're crazy. And, and for the first time ever, Sweden last summer was considered one of the favorites to, to win gold. Um, now there's a World Cup coming up this summer. What do you think that you guys need to do in order to fight for medals? No, we need to keep on our road. I mean, um, like we've been growing so much. Like just if I look uh, back a few years, um, which you you've seen the re- you've seen result. We've been playing well. I mean, like this summer, like we were one of the favorites. It's because of what we've done like the history, like we've done the past years. So. Uh, for me, it's incredible to, to feel like how long we're coming out with Sweden national team, how, how good we're, how, how strong we're. I mean, we're a small, small country, uh, but we compete every year with the best ones along with the whole world. Um, so, uh, like how it is today with the women's football is so many countries and teams who can, that can win. Uh, but for me, it's so inspiring to, to feel and to see how strong we are and uh, that we we are we go there to to challenge everybody we we want to we want to we want to reach the top uh so uh, so inspiring to be in this uh, yeah in this team and the swedish team i mean i love to go there every time we're going to leave the national team for a bit and we're going we're gonna to switch to to Juventus. And obviously over the past years, the Italian league has seen some extreme growth. Um, what would you say about this season so far for Juventus? We did talk about this, you and I, prior to the season, you said it might be the hardest one so far. What would you say about the season so far? Um, yeah, it's been a really tough season. Uh, I mean... Um, during the, um, like after the summer when we started, uh, it's been a lot of games. We've been having the, doing the Champions League uh, group and we've done really well there. Uh, like it was a tough group. We, I think we lost one game. We conceded three goals. Uh, so we like, we did a, we, we did a good journey there. Normally with these results, you maybe go through to the quarterfinals, but this time we didn't make it through, but we still like, uh, we're doing well. Um, and then, I mean, in the league, we've been struggling some games. Um, more, I would say we've been struggling these games when we should be better. I mean, we, we, we've been winning two times against Roma, which shows we're really strong. Uh, but we've been losing too much, how to say, like small points, um, against smaller teams where we should really like just, uh, go out there and just win it. But it's football is not simple as that. Um, so we've been, um, 
it's been a, like a, we're still in the season and we we're going we're going for like we want to win the league we want to win the cup um so we have a lot of to play for uh but they, it's been it's been maybe one yeah the toughest season so far and Juventus obviously has they they showed early that they are you know that they're investing in their women's team um how important do you think that that sort of investment for such a big team has been for to push the league and the other teams to do better it changed everything i th- i would say since the first day when juventus started um they were the the, the club they were the club that like like showed the the way and i would say there's so many other clubs that during years they they just kept, like started to invest and that's what's made this league so much better today than this five years ago. So Juventus has been really a bit like a starting point for the for this league for sure. And uh, and now it's happening for each year. It's happening so much. Um, like here in Juventus, that's taking steps every year. Uh, but also like in other clubs, uh, which is really important to to bring up the the level uh, on the league. Uh, speaking of Juventus and other things, you're currently sitting on an outgoing contract. The summer, if I'm not mistaken, have you have you had any conversations at all with Juventus about extending your contract further? Or uh, no, at this moment, um, I have nothing. Like um, I haven't even been thinking so much about it. Uh, so I mean, uh, yeah, my contract is going out, uh, and today I, I have no idea what, what I'm gonna do. Do you want to? Do you want to stay? No, but I'm really, really happy here. Um, I really like it here, and I. I must say, from the first day, I've been feeling really well here. And also, like, during my time here, like, you understand what Juventus is. Like, the history about the club, the DNA, like, the work that's behind, like, so many years of uh, work. And I would say, like, for every year, my feeling for for the club has been, like, growing. Like I understand when feel people like love Juventus, you know. You get it's so for me. Like I mean, Italy is a country like football. You know, it's football here. You know, so uh, I must really say, like I've been like growing into the and with this feeling and the love for the club. Do you? I must ask because we we're from Sweden, all of us. But do you find it appealing to return to Sweden and Dalmat Svenskan at all? I would say a few years ago, I was really thinking like, okay, I go out of Sweden and I come back to play in Sweden. Um, I mean, I get older and the chances maybe get uh, smaller and smaller for this. Um, but it's still possible for me to do that. Um, but uh, I mean, there's a lot of things that seems to be like what I want and also like, like to live like I can do now with football, it's amazing. Like how we can put effort on on football training, on the football, on the pitch, all this, and how the women's football, is, how it is today. Um, like I can compare it to ten years ago. Uh, but of course, like Dalmatinskan is still. It would be nice and amazing to to maybe come back and finish home. Um, but uh, I have no idea actually. And you don't know if any Swedish clubs have shown any interests. Maybe you do. Yeah, but uh, I mean, they have been showing stress during the year. Like, uh, I would say every time when my contract is going out, it's been like, yeah, 
we're here if you wanna if you're like you wanna come back to Sweden. So um, yeah, it's always been been like that. And I mean, of course, it's uh, I appreciate that. And they they yeah, they follow me and think they think that I can be uh, um, a good player for them. Great. Let's let's talk some football. Uh, the get to know part uh, now is is I would like you to describe yourself as a football player. Who is Linda Sambrant out on the pitch and as a center back? Uh, I would say I'm a player that's having a good um, passing foot. I'm a player that uh, really loves to play together with the players around me. Like I really love to help them to make the players around me better. I think that's also one of my strengths. Like uh I'm I yeah, I make the player around me good. Um then also reading out the game. Um like defensively. But for sure during during the years I really think like one of my strengths has been that I'm have it's easy to for me to work with different kind of players. And I'm good at adapting my play like how I play depending on how maybe the other center back what's her strengths like that's also like I've been I it's for me I easy to play with like all kind of different players and how can a coach get the absolute best out of you and your abilities as a player um I mean to give me a lot of confidence um and also the way he he wants to play if he want to play like a a good passing game uh i think i'm uh no i think i'm good at taking uh, constructions like if he wants me to do this i follow it like i'm really loyal to the to the plan and i understand like what what he wants like so i think i really i can really fast pick him, like pick up what does he want like to change the game or uh to follow the game plan like yeah, I'm a clever player like that why are you a center back um I mean I started um as a midfielder but I think with my qualities uh the center back is the perfect position um yeah the way I read the game and uh to be a part of the the build up and uh the like I like to talk a lot on the pitch uh to lead the back line to yeah to do all that so um those um qualities is really really good for center back and obviously the game itself uh, has developed a lot during the years like tactically and and the speed and how you use every position um around and across the world, I would say, in the leagues. But what would you say in your game? Uh, what is demanded from you now compared to when you started to play? But it's much more intense now, I think. Uh, it goes faster. Um, maybe you get more like high-speed runs. Um, and uh, I think the attackers, compared to a few years ago, they get so much better and better, like one against one. So I think that, uh, like the football now, for example, wing players, outside backs, also center backs and forward. I mean, um, to have players that can take, that can be good one against one, like offensively, defensively. That's, uh, that's what we will see like the next years. I think like you need to be good individual on that. Do you think that's, that's a part of, of what Sweden? 
uh, as a national team needs to get better at the 1v1 situations um yeah i think it's a part um like we we can and we will get better on i think we have we have players for that and i think you <clears throat> you could see this a little bit during the euros um <clears throat> the teams that did these parts like successfully uh they went really far um so i think this is a part like really we have the players to with the players to do it and uh, i think this will be a key for the for the world cup yeah and you played in different leagues obviously and and our listeners are very always very keen on hearing the differences but what would you say that you need to be really good at as a center back in serie a in italy um i think here the players are really technical um like compared to i know it's a long time ago played in sweden but <clears throat> a lot of teams like they really try to play like maybe in other countries you can they may or go straight and this may be more like easy to read they just go straight and just go with the speed like the the strength and the, like that but here like all the teams really try to play <laughs> and maybe technically are uh, are really good so so like things that you don't expect they can happen here Yeah, I mean it's obviously uh, always a question of of the tempo when going from Sweden uh, out in Europe. Uh, but what ability have you worked on the most during your career? I think it w- I think when I left Sweden, I uh, like came more and more in this situation that's like unpredictable. Like in France it was a lot of like this also remember and I think Also here, outside of what of what I'm used to when I grew up, like I would grab when I played home, <clears throat> like we always want to do to work like collected really good together. But I'm losing my voice now. But um, um, like here yeah, outside of Sweden, maybe sometimes people like defend more individually. Uh, but I am. I think one of my things that has been is always to get. The defense together to to talk to make us work together because maybe people go like flies away because they like just go intensely <clears throat> like individuals like so like that so I think for me it's always been like a strength and a thing that like, I always want to do like to make us like connect and to do things together. Uh, So that's the yeah that would I was I would say that one would have been like during the whole time outside of Sweden. And and this is interesting I think. What is the hardest and most challenging part about going from club football to national team football as a center back? I mean I think it was like in opposition to to switch I mean to different like how you want to play different different coaches. Uh, so I think it's all, only like to So when I go leave from when I leave Juventus to go in national team, adapt, get quickly like into our like like how we want to play, our style, rules, everything. When you go there to to adapt and to to be able to perform uh, form there, uh, so mostly that to be like really to be fast switch on how how does he this one want to play change compared to the club is different like because in the club also you have time to work together like differently <clears throat> in national team you need to you have maybe 10 days and two games so you need to perform so you really need to yeah to do this switch like quickly you can see that many fans often discuss uh 
so this next question is because this is an interesting question for for center backs. Do you prefer to play center back in a back three or back four? Um, I really need to say that I love when you as a team has the capacity to to do both to switch to because I mean it makes it, it's harder for the opponents to read like how are they gonna play tomorrow? Are they gonna gotta go on three or four back like? Uh, but for sure, if there's a three back line, like with three, I love to play in the middle because I think that brings like, there I am strongest. Like I can use my qualities, <clears throat> like the way when we have the ball, I can, I can put up my teammates in good positions. I can <clears throat> play short or long passes. Uh, like you have the pitch in front of me really open, like to go left or right. So that's, I really love that. I would say, obviously, I love to be in the middle there. Maybe more than in a backhand of four. <clears throat> because you can be more close if you're in a backhand of four sometimes. But, um, um, yeah, but if you're a four-back line, I've been, I've been playing a lot on the left side during my career. I'm not left-footed, but I can handle my left foot. And I think that also been one of my strengths, like uh, that which is... In like when I look back, it's good and bad because with my right foot I can do more stuff that I can't with my left. So like when I look back, maybe if I play, if I would have played more on the right, I can, I could maybe say individually like shine a little bit more. But for the team, I've been on the left because that's what we need, and I'm I can handle that one also. You know, so, uh, I mean, so it's, yeah, it's good and bad. For my individually, maybe it's a little bit bad, like, because maybe I can do, it, but then, like, even more things on the right. But, I mean, I'm a team player and I do what I have to do. Uh, so in the four back, I, I played in the both sides, like. And how do you evaluate yourself? No, but I think I always, like, uh, after practice, after game, I always like think back of what I've done, <clears throat> like what I did well, maybe I always also like, I know when I've done a few, like a few mistakes, <clears throat> I want to, to know what I could have done or like why I ended up in that, with that problem. Like maybe when my position, I could have done that to avoid or like things like that. Uh, but I would say like, I'm really, I'm really like, I know uh, I, because also I think it's one of my strengths, like the intelligence on the pitch, like to read. So quite often I know what got me into prob- problems and with the qualities I have, maybe I also understand quite quickly what the solution was. Uh, but then I do mistakes like every day, of course. Um, but I'm really like, uh, during the years, I, uh, I uh, like, I like to, to see the, see games. I like to see clips. Maybe I like more to see clips than to just look at the whole game. Maybe more to see individually, like what uh, what I've done. Or maybe like things we talked about before the game. To look back, analyze after the game to to get better. Like, <clears throat> yeah. This is the last question now. So apart from winning a game, what makes you satisfied with your own performance when going off the pitch? No, if I... Um... If I've done well, if I like been successful with um, with my passing game, uh, if I've been able to um, 
I mean, to have a do a good de- defense, defensively do it well. A clean sheet, of course, is always nice. Um, uh, but I always have like high demands on myself. Like, um, I think it's also something that brought me here because, like, I can really say like every practice I go out, like during the whole my whole career, <clears throat> I've been giving hundred percent. Like, um. And I think like I've like that's what's brought me here. Like I want to do like if it's just a pass of five meters, I'm gonna do it well. Like I don't like like lower like my my demands on myself just because it's something simple. I want to do it correctly, and uh, that's also in a game. Like uh, I really wanna I want to have a game with hundred percent passing percent. I know that's hard. But I want to go out out one day and I just say, okay, it's 100%. And then it's also a question of what kind of passes do you do? What kind of passes are you searching for? Because I want to be a player that passes through the line to make this... I do this hard passes too that uh, like make something good for the team. So, but that's really something I would like to do. Yeah, that's a, that's a good way to, to end this. A hundred, Linda, a hundred percent Sam Brown. Yeah, but with also good passes, I need. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So otherwise, I'm not, otherwise, I'm unhappy. Uh, <laughs> let's jump into the listeners' uh, questions. Mm-hmm. Do you want to kick it off, Amanda? Yeah, I can. Uh, Marcus Bielund wants to know You said that Hammarby is an alternative for when you potentially move back to Sweden, but you had your ba- breakthrough with. AIK, which club would you be closest to the day you do decide to come back? Oh, yeah. I know which club he wants me to go to. <laughs> um, I mean, yes, I played in IK for three years and it was uh, yeah, a really important time in my career. Um, I grew a lot and I did really well. And that's the club where I played when I when I made it to the, the national team. Um. No, for me, I mean, uh, my heart, I would say a little bit for for that, my old team. Uh, but in situation now, Hamabi is doing, is having a like interesting project uh, in town. So I don't know, but it depends on everything. Like, for example, if I want to go back home to Stockholm, uh, which team is like the most interesting for me, how you can like, like maybe with football and like other things to do also around. Optimus Skinny, uh, as a world-class player yourself, how does it feel playing like playing with the world-class players like Fridolina Rolfa and Magda Eriksson on the national team? And oh, amazing! Um, I think we have a really, really great national team and players that's so good. Um, and also today, players that are playing outside of Europe in big clubs. Uh, and doing so well. Uh, so I think for now it's so inspiring and so, so great to, to go to national team and, uh, yeah, to, to practice and play with all these fantastic players and, uh, yeah, change experience how they are like out in Europe. And I mean, it's a challenging to, to play against Fridolina because she's, I mean, she's really good in this moment. Um, Yeah, I mean, these last two years, she's like been doing so well, and like her progression is like amazing. Uh, so it's been so fun to see. And also Magda, I mean, we played a lot close to Magda on the pitch because we were best. Ellen, 
defenders both and uh, yeah I learned a lot from her also and uh, we have a lot of memories and yeah we're like two players that like to talk like tactics uh I can practice and uh Magda even more she's crazy about like talking football and uh but uh, yeah we it's really really amazing to to practice and play with those two Gurita wants to know who's the funniest teammate in the Swedish women's national team um, I would say nobody's because our humor, but uh, me, I would say Seger and myself. <laughs> but I don't know if the other one is saying that. I mean, we're always laughing about our jokes, and the other ones are laughing quite much too. Sophia is laughing like crazy. But ask her. <laughs> but from from seeing the practices, I've seen quite a few over the past year. You guys seem to have a lot of fun during practice. Yeah, but we, uh, yeah, during practice, like outside of practice, we're joking so much. And we're like so stupid with each other, like in a, with each other, like in a funny way. And, <clears throat> but we also have this, we're so like, we can laugh and make a joke, but then it's like one switch and we can be 100% focused, like in practice. And then we go, then we do it correctly and good. Like, but no, I love to have this, uh, like this nice environment and you, yeah. Uh, and I think that's like in general, the national team, we, it's such a good group. It's such a good like environment there, but the funniest one for sure is me and Sega. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Um, Elisa or Elisa, I'm sorry if I butchered this name now, uh, wants to know what is the thing you love the most about Juventus? Um, and or Juventini. Okay. Um, um, no, I would say like what I talked about before, like you can feel like to put this jersey on, it's a big thing. And this thing has been growing like during my time here. <clears throat> like really, it's not like, it's not like just a jersey. It's so much behind. And I was not expecting me to feel this like against the club and with the club. So for me, that's my, that's the biggest part. Like really like last year, I just feel like I'm really proud to put the jersey on. And uh, it's a, it's a really special thing. Alina wants to know, how has Sweden's defensive game developed over the past years? I think, I mean, we've always been really, really good defensively as a team. I think that's been one of like our, like things when other teams talk about us, like Sweden, they defend well together. <clears throat> also because we defend like with 11 players we work really hard in defense everybody but i would say how we progressed to it last year is like um the way also playing four or three back line we've been we've been doing it that well and i think as, as players as a team um like we learned a lot like how to play in those systems and uh, so tactically, tactically, I think we're much better today than a few years ago. And last question also from Alina would be, what made the Italian League and Juventus attractive to you as a player when you first signed? Uh, at that moment, I like when I was in France, I needed something new. Um, and then Juventus came... And yeah, and started talk with with me and about the project they had and what like what goals they had um, and it was really interesting and uh, so I guess this whole 
everything together, the picture, like, and everything they have here, um, like, made it really interesting for me. With that being said, we're going to move on to the end section, which is the this or that questions. I'm going to ask you five questions, two options. You choose one or the other. No judgment. Okay. Um, no, um, you can't explain your answer. I just want. I don't have to. Answer. I don't have to explain. Okay. No, you don't have to explain. Just a quick answer and no thinking. Okay. So I'll do uh, the first one, which is causing a tactical foul for the opponents or taking one yourself for the team to stop a counterattack. And second one. Assist or score one yourself? Um, score. Winning the Champions League with Juventus or World Cup with Sweden? Oh, fuck. That was a hard one. <laughs> no, the World Cup. Uh, Turin or Uppsala? Uppsala. That's, uh, that's a wrap, you guys. We, we end it with the best city in the world. And say thank you to Linda for being a part of this podcast. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 